Welcome to the tiny, dark, and dingy bedroom of one very bored individual. Please sit down, relax, and let's talk scary. This is the Scared Noodle Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the Scared Noodle Podcast. As always, I am your host Noodles. Hoping that I'm catching you on in a good mood, in a joyous mood, since it's that happy holiday, festive feeling, you know. So, hoping to be coming to you at the right time. Now, this week, I know I said I was going to talk about Stephen King, Jack Ketchum, and um, Clive Barker. But, we're going to hold that off. There's a couple books from both Stephen King and Clive Barker that I want to read before I do this. A couple hidden gems of theirs that I forgot about in the while doing my research for this episode and just going over what I the knowledge that I had. Pretty much for for Ketchum, I have I've read everything that I need to read for him, so I can do a very good conversation for him. But for King and Barker, there's still some stuff I want to read. For Stephen King, is a couple books. For Barker, it's more of a couple of his short stories that I want to read and stuff. So we're gonna hold this off. For a couple weeks or about a month or so. So now that's two episodes that I've delayed. And I promise to do these episodes in January. We're going to kick off January with some episodes that should have been done beforehand. So we'll do the whole perfect horror movie. And we'll do the battle royale between these three great authors of horror. So with that out of the way, what are we going to talk about today? Very simple. We're going to talk about... Killer Santa Claus movies, okay? I've seen a, I've seen a few of these. They mostly suck. Like my brain is fried. Like I've seen I've, I've seen a, a lot of these. I, there there are a couple that were pretty decent. Most of them were just horrible, you know, and it was just bad. But I powered through it, so we're going to talk about them. But before we get to any of that, we're going to do some housekeeping as always, starting off with the scare of the week. So, Take it away, Screaming Witch Lady. So this week's Scare of the Week is going to be a movie called Black Christmas, the 1974 original, not that blasphemous remake from like 2006 or so. Black Christmas is the per- is a perfect holiday movie to watch this holiday if you like horror movies. It is a it is the original slasher movie. I know a lot of people say that Psycho is the original slasher movie because People get killed by a serial killer, but that's like a thriller movie, you know? That's not, that's like a mystery movie. Like, who's this killer? Is it the mom? Because, or whatever. Who is Norman Bates, really? Don't get me wrong, Psycho is a classic. It is one of the best Hitchcock movies of all time. I am a little bit partial to Vertigo. That's my favorite Hitchcock movie. But I don't, I don't count Psycho as the definitive first slasher movie. I count Black Christmas as the first slasher movie. Obviously, Halloween popularized the genre, but Halloween took some tropes from Black Christmas, you know, the the killer point of view and all that stuff. But if you haven't seen Black Christmas, the original, I recommend you watch it. It's really good. It's also a bit of a whodunit movie, but the mystery never really gets resolved that who is the killer in this movie. But really good deaths. Some really cool characters, some obscene phone calls in this movie. You know, if, if you ever seen When a Stranger Calls, this movie has some of that in it because the killer is calling these victims and stuff. 
But yeah, no, just just a really good movie. I watched it in the middle of my Killer Santa Claus marathon, and thank God I watched this because it helped me. It was like a, a nice breath of fresh air to watch a good slasher in the middle of all these stupid Killer Santa Claus movies. So yeah, Scare of the Week this week is Black Christmas. If you don't want to watch it this week, I recommend you hold on to it until Christmas Day and watch it if you like watching horror movies on all your holidays. But definitely check that out. And with that, we're going to move right on to the next portion. So, Killer Santa Claus movies. Why have I had a hard time finding a good Killer Santa Claus movie? I don't know. A lot of these movies were made with the sh with the tiniest of budgets and the worst writing like these people who make these movies did not give a fuck. What I like about these Killer Santa movies, though, is how controversial these movies are. There's, They've pretty much been banned everywhere. I think movies, horror movies based around Christmas have probably been banned more than, like, cannibal horror movies or something like that. You know, it's just, it's crazy. Silent Night, Deadly Night, which will probably be, not the first movie we'll talk about, but it's definitely going to be one of the big ones we talk about, but that movie is banned, almost was banned everywhere. To this day, there's still places that ban that movie. It has its moments, but I don't think it's that bad. I think the remake to Silent Night, Deadly Night should be banned everywhere. It's, I find that movie to be slightly offensive, actually. Yes, me, a person who who watches these movies for fun and appreciates these movies a lot. I actually found the movie sl just slightly offensive, but we'll get to it when we talk about Saturday Night, Deadly Night. First movie I want to talk about, actually, is Christmas Evil. And the reason I want to start off with this one is because I actually like Christmas Evil. It's a killer Santa movie, of course, and I like how it reminded me a lot about the movie Maniac. Now, if you haven't seen the movie Maniac, stop what you're doing right now, go watch Maniac, then, then go watch Christmas Evil if you haven't seen that either. And then come back and listen to this because I'm going to compare these movies a lot. Maniac, a 1980s horror movie, and Christmas Evil, what they share in common is that the killer is the main character. You follow the killer throughout the movie and you basically see the method behind their madness. You see their psychosis and things like that, which is very interesting to see, especially just watching them get more and more insane. And that's what I liked about Christmas Evil, where by the end of this movie, he's so batshit crazy that I don't, you don't even know what's real or what's not anymore. The ending scene to this movie is freaking insane. I'm not going to say what happens, because I'm pretty sure not a lot of people watched it, so I'm recommending you guys go and watch it. It's on Shudder, and Shudder has a bunch of great movies. That's one of them. Now, it's... Tame. It's a tame movie. It's not really graphic. There is one great kill in this in this movie where the killer Santa kills multiple people in front of just like a whole group of other people. It's just really cool. Then there's another scene where this guy, the the killer obviously, he he goes to this party and there's a really cool blink if you miss it cameo by Hector Salamanca for those of you who like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Hector Salamanca is in this movie for like half a second. Like I had to pause and rewind and go, holy shit, it's him. He looks exactly the same. That man does not age at all. But there's a scene where the killer Santa goes to a party and he just has the time of his life having fun with the kids and with everyone dancing around. So it's really cool to see him go from murderer to jolly old Santa back to back to back and it's all because 
of something he saw as a kid. That's another thing with these movies. It's usually something that they see as a child. In this case being the killer saw his mom being groped by somebody dressed as Santa. I believe it was his dad or or someone that the mom was cheating on the dad with. I don't know. But he saw his mom getting groped by a Santa. So he went batshit crazy. And that was it. But other things trigger him as well in the movie. But yeah. Definitely check it out. Christmas Evil. It's not bad. It's, it's very decent. It's a very decent horror movie. The body count is actually kind of low compared to other slasher movies and other movies we're going to talk about. But it's very cool if you just like to see the killer just dive deeper and deeper into madness. It's pretty good. Moving on, we're going to talk about a movie called Don't Open Till Christmas. Now, Don't Open Till Christmas is not a killer Santa Claus movie, but the killer in this movie does hunt people down who dress up as Santa Claus. So, now this movie's terrible, but there's a lot going on with this movie behind the scenes which contribute to it being terrible. It's a it's a slasher movie that took almost 2 years to complete because the original director quit, then the next director was fired after 2 days, then another director came in to try to complete it. And they rewrote the whole movie, but the original director returned later on to finish the film anyway. So it was a crazy, it was a, basically a crazy production cycle to get this movie out. So I could imagine that kind of inflated the budget, but you don't really see it because this movie is so dark most of the times. You don't even know what the hell is going on. It's very roughly shot, roughly edited. It's just, it's, it was roughly put together pretty, pretty much, but... It's a, very, it's a very interesting movie to watch because, you know, if you go to SantaCon and stuff, that's the kind of scary concept, someone going around killing people specifically dressed as Santa Claus. The concept alone, like I said, good. But execution, horrible. It takes It's a British movie. It takes place over in, if I'm in New Scotland Yard over out there and some horrible, cheesy performances, but some pretty cool-looking deaths. And everyone getting killed is practically like almost naked in this movie. This guy is going after anyone, drunk, having sex, all that good stuff. There's a cool scene in like the London dungeons and all that in this movie. As well as an appearance by Caroline Monroe. Those of you who like Hammer Horror films or James Bond films, you might recognize her in this movie. Or if you just know your horror movie trivia. So she's in this movie. She plays herself. She's like performing and stuff and somebody gets killed during her performance. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's very cool. But like I said, it's, it's, it's just really roughly put together. I just can't stop saying that. I'm sorry. But that's, that's the thing. Like you, you see the potential in this movie. There was a lot of potential, but it's cheesy. It's goofy. It's very, very corny. It's, it's pure eighties. It's pure eighties, but I can't say it's so bad. It's good. But it's one of those, it's so bad, it's very interesting. And you can see, like I said, the potential for this movie in it. You see a good movie in this, but it just doesn't come together. It doesn't come together at all, which sucks. But I like the title, Don't Open Till Christmas. I like the concept. And I do like some of the actors here. I do like the costume of the killer. I kind of like what he wears in this. And I like the whole... Like I, like I said, there's a good scene in the London Dungeons in this movie, which I think it was something that had to be redone over and over during the making of this movie. Another interesting but sad fact about this movie is that the killer, 
the actor who portrayed him, Alan Lake, he ended up committing suicide before this movie ever released. So he never even got to see this movie. I don't think he did at all. He killed himself because he was just depressed. He fell into depression after his wife, Diana Doors, a famous blonde bombshell from like the 60s and 70s and stuff like that. She died of cancer and then he ended up just getting very depressed. And yeah, he just comes up before this movie. But yeah, Don't Up Until Christmas is another Killer Santa movie. I don't recommend it. Well, let me not say that I don't recommend it. I recommend you watch it because it's interesting to watch. But I don't recommend you watch it if you're looking for a good movie to watch. Because that's def that mo this movie is definitely not it. But maybe you're someone who appreciates movies that are very rough where you can see where the good movie is lying underneath all the mess and the garbage that's thrown to you on screen. Next movie, here we go. Let's talk the funniest, the zaniest, the most batshit crazy fucking Santa Claus, killer Santa Claus movie I've ever seen starring Bill Goldberg himself, and that's Santa Slate. This movie is beyond comprehension. I'm going to sit here and honestly admit that as terrible as this movie was, I was cracking the fuck up throughout the whole movie. I was on the floor just laughing. I'm talking about this. <laughs> this is this is crazy. This is crazy. You have Bill Goldberg, one of the most famous wrestlers of all time, as a killer Santa Claus, just dropping crazy Arnold Schwarzenegger as... Mr. Freeze levels of puns. He's out here running old people over with his big ass bison reindeer, and he's all like, uh, Grandpa got run over by a reindeer and shit. And he there's even a moment where he's where he says his catchphrase from wrestling where he's like, Who's next? It's great. It's fantastic. This movie starts off with him killing a bunch of freaking Jewish people, which this is humor from like the early two thousands, you know, like like between 2002-2007, like the type of shit that got James Gunn in trouble and kicked off a of Guardians of the Galaxy 3, you know, stuff like that that's very vile and volatile. He, It's Christmas, and Santa Claus is killing Chris Kattan, who is a famous Jewish comedian. So that's the type of raunchy that this movie is trying to be. It's batshit crazy. Some really great kills in this movie as well. I mean, you can tell that everyone is having fun with it, but it's so bad it is so bad and i i couldn't stop laughing throughout this whole movie i couldn't i could not seriously take this movie serious at all but it doesn't take itself seriously either so if you are sitting down and you need some background noise this holiday season some good horror movie background noise i would recommend santa slate because if you're drunk as hell on some eggnog with all your friends and this movie's playing and you guys just stop to watch it you're gonna have a great time this movie really really nailed it for me in terms of just goofy horror comedy this this was it but it's bad it's really really bad it's the story does not make sense i think it would have been better if goldberg was just krampus himself and not dear old santa next up however we have santa claus c-l-a-w-s okay santa claus not the not to be confused with the 2014 movie about a kid's pet cat who take over the job for Santa. No, this is a bona fide horror movie from 1996, which if, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that is the same year that that movie called Fear with Mark Wahlberg came out where he was that stalker boyfriend to, oh man, I don't remember this movie at all. I'm forgetting every actor in this movie. But this movie, Santa Claus, is actually very similar. It's about a 
about an actress who's raising a kid on her own, living on her own, trying to get work and do her things on her own. And her neighbor becomes this psychotic stalker. He gets very jealous of all the attention she gives to other people. And he decides to start killing them one by one while dressed as Santa. And his weapon of choice is claws. Now this movie sucks. I hate this movie. This was very hard to get through. But it's... I don't even think it's worth a watch. I don't even know why I'm talking about it because now anyone who listens is probably going to go see this to see how bad it is. I'm telling you guys, you don't watch this movie. It's very bad. It's The kills are horrible. His weapon of choice are these claws that he uses, you know, but it's just on paper, you know. A lot of horror movies on paper, they sound cool, like a person is stalked by this person or this type of situation or in this setting and things like that. You know, sometimes you see these concepts and you want to see it. And of course, a guy dressed as Santa killing people is always a great concept, just like psychopathic clowns is always great on paper. But there's a reason why a lot of these concepts never work because nobody really goes in the right direction with it, I guess, or something. I don't know. But do not see Santa Claus from 1996. This movie is not good at all. Nothing very interesting happened during the production of it. It just came out. It's very cheesy B-movie stuff. And you can do much better than that. So, Santa Claus 96, not a recommend from me. Now, before we talk to the big one, Saturday Night, Deadly Night, I do want to give a shout out to the show Tales from the Crypt, particularly the episode and all through the house. This is by far my absolute favorite episode of Tales from the Crypt ever. And I swear, if it wasn't for the Crypt Keeper himself, I probably to this day will not be able to sleep at night thinking about that episode. See, as a little kid, I watched Tales from the Crypt when I really shouldn't have. And I'm not talking about when it was on sci-fi. I'm talking about when it was on HBO. When this show was on HBO, it was much more, it was much darker and not censored at all. So the violence was crazier. There was curse words and things like that. I, I managed to catch that version of Tales from the Crypt before it went on TV. And so the first time I experienced the episode all through the house, which is about a woman trying to stop a psychopathic, a psychopath in a Santa suit from getting into her home. I couldn't sleep for months. Like, I was fucked. I didn't even want to celebrate Christmas anymore. At that point, I knew it. Santa was fake. Like, that's pretty much how I found out Santa was fake. I thought every time I saw Santa Claus out in the streets and at the Macy's parade or the Macy's store or whatever, I cried. I could not be taken to see Santa. Every picture of me as a child sitting on Santa's lap, I am terrified and, like, pushing him off of me. But I really think that this is the best piece of media having to deal with a killer Santa Claus. There is no movie that tops this. I haven't seen it done better on any other TV show that I can think of. I know American Horror Story had like a Christmas special and I think it had a killer Santa and I heard it was good. I haven't seen it. I just heard about it. I could be wrong. It could have been Krampus himself instead. But since I haven't seen that, I'm going to give the title to this. This beats everything. This is horrifying. It's basically a woman just killed her husband to get his insurance money typical 80s storyline you know and as she's burying the body she doesn't hear the news that there's a psychopath who escaped the mental asylum and he's running around in a santa costume and he's just out there somewhere now this woman's daughter sees this guy outside of their house and she's trying to let him in but the mom is 
try is trying to keep him out and so she's already a horrible person and now there's a psychopath outside trying to kill her and just it's so good it's such a good episode i'm sure you can find it on youtube i know tales from the crypt doesn't really stream anywhere which is a shame i'm guessing there's a rights issues with it or something of the sort but this episode is definitely on youtube go check it out on youtube it's it's terrifying and it's so good and thank god like i said that the crypt keeper comes out before and after each episode before during the middle and after each episode to really ease the tension because i know some people might have been scared of the crypt keeper but i always found them comforting and he always reminded me that it's just a story in a comic book because that's what he's doing he's reading these comics and he's just telling us the story but i was always terrified of this episode and it's really really good so all through the house and definitely watch the original from the 70s because tales from the crypt had a show in the uk in the 70s and they did this episode as well and it's not as good as the 1989 version but just to see the origin of it you know just so you can see it because it's it's decent at least it's just a lot shorter and the motivations aren't really explained like for example you don't know why this woman kills her husband i don't even think in the original you know that that's her husband you just see her kill somebody and then a guy comes to try to kill her so it's not really fleshed out like like the 80s one but it's still good but definitely the 89 version is the best version it is the best killer santa piece of video art you'll ever see in your life and i doubt anything is going to top it now let's move on to the big one the most controversial killer santa movie of all time has been banned for years and years and years only recently have countries been allowing it to be sold in their stores and shown on their streaming sites and things like that let's talk silent night deadly night now silent night deadly night probably would have gone on to be a much bigger hit than what it originally was it wasn't even a hit at all but that opening box office of about 2.4 million dollars that it made it probably would have been a lot bigger and it probably would have gone on to make around 15 million dollars that's usually what good slasher movies were making in the 80s if you were a hit slasher movie you made around 15 20 million dollars and your budget was like half a million or maybe 1.5 million so that was really good back in those days you know and there were some exceptions to the rules you know the original halloween which went on to make 60 something million dollars off of a three of a almost a, a little over a quarter million and then friday the 13th went on to make a lot of money the original Nightmare on Elm Street, same thing, you know, but these were franchise starters. I think Silent Night, Deadly Night, despite it being a franchise starter, but most of these movies, I don't think they came to theater. I think they were all mostly released to DVD or VHS at the time. But this movie would have been a hit, a huge hit. Now, funny thing is, this movie came out day and date with A Nightmare on Elm Street. They came out the same weekend, and I believe it beat Nightmare on Elm Street that original weekend by about almost a million dollars um if i remember correctly nightmare on elm street made about 1.8 million and saturday night deadly night made about 2.4 million so this movie might have killed freddie like freddie might not have had the success he's had if this movie did not get pulled from theaters immediately which is exactly what happened this movie was pulled from theaters all across the globe not just the united states but all over because the whole concept of the killer santa was too much and i believe this movie received a much heavier marketing push and it had one of the coolest posters which is 
it was a poster of a chimney where you see Santa's arm going down and he's holding a bloody axe and just a badass poster and this movie was heavily marketed was heavily protested against you can find pictures of people protesting movie theaters showing this movie all over the internet it was very it was a huge deal when it came out and so because of that if you didn't see it that first weekend you never saw it in theaters until probably recently when these independent movie theaters just started playing it in theaters and all of that you know but I have to say, this movie is not bad at all. I, I think this, it didn't just beat Nightmare on Elm Street because of the theme, but also because it's a good movie. It's not better than Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street is definitely much more terrifying and much, just a much better made movie by the master of horror himself, Wes Craven. But this was a good movie, a very good competition. And it, it would have been really interesting to see what how the box office run for both movies would have ended if they both stayed in theaters. Now, this movie is about a kid named Billy Chapman who witnesses his parents get murdered by a man in a Santa outfit. His dad gets shot. His mom, I don't think... No, she, she wasn't raped, but she was sexually assaulted. And then her throat was slit. And then years later... He's being brought up in this very strict orphanage where he has just a bitch of a head nun. Like, she's just one of the absolute worst. She's so strict, so just always hitting him and always just on on top of him. And just, she has no sympathy whatsoever, even though he's, he's been through one of the absolute worst tragedies you could ever been through. She shows she doesn't sympathize for him one bit. Now, Billy also has a little brother who will come on to become the serial killer in the later films in the series. But this movie is all about Billy himself. As he gets older, he is let go from the orphanage and he gets a job and just he gets triggered by seeing one of his co-workers who he has a crush on, Pamela, She's making out with this with one of his co-workers. He follows them into the back of the store during their holiday Christmas party. And he sees the co-worker try to rape Pamela. In which it triggers him. Because throughout the movie, while he's a child, he keeps getting flashbacks of his parents' killings. And this rape scene triggers that memory. And it triggers him to just go full-blown psychopath. So he kills the two. He, pretty, he, practically, he practically kills almost everyone at the holiday Christmas party, and he just sets off on this rampage. This movie has two very awesome kills that I have to... A lot of the kills in this movie are good. There are really good kills in this movie. Everything... There's a couple gunshot kills that suck, including... Well, I won't say any. But there are a couple gunshot kills that suck, but there are some really neat kills. For example, there's a kill where a girl gets put through deer antlers which is very awesome because it's done very slowly and the effects are awesome you would think that tom savini did that shit but no nah, it wasn't him then there's another kill where these this kid is is sledding downhill and billy just comes out of nowhere and just chops his fucking head off it's fucking great it sucks that this movie didn't get the wide release it should have gotten and it sucks that it like it was pulled everywhere and that it was banned pretty much everywhere but because of all this controversy, it did develop a cult following and people did look for it. They did find it. I remember before it streamed, it streamed, it doesn't stream all the time. So very rarely, like it was on Shutter about a week ago and I'm glad I caught it because I wanted to rewatch a couple scenes before recording this episode today and it's already off of Shutter. 
It lasted barely seven days on Shutter. So this movie is very hard to find. I can't even find someone putting it up on YouTube to watch. Just a couple clips here and there. It's hard. But if you can find it, definitely watch it. It's, it's a really good... It's cool to see a movie that is very controversial. And it's tame. By today's standards, it's tame. It does have some great kills. And... The nudity is the nudity is pretty cool in this in this movie. There's some, there's some good nudity. I'm not talking about the attempted rape scenes. I'm talking about actual consensual sex scenes with great nudity we have here, and it's very 80s, very good early 80s, like that post Friday the 13th, right around the corner of Nightmare on Elm Street. Because like I said, Nightmare on Elm Street and this movie came out on the same weekend. But that good like post Friday the 13th Part Three time period you know because Friday the 13th 3 4 6 that that's just like the prime really good Friday the 13th and if your horror movie takes a lot of influence from those particular movies including the second Halloween movie then you're on to something good you know so definitely worth a watch do not watch the sequels they suck I, you, maybe the second movie is okay but I really wouldn't recommend it now the remake as I said earlier in this episode it was very very hard to watch for me it was very hard to watch it's very loosely based not really based on billy himself and the title isn't even really the same it's just called silent night it's not even called silent night deadly night the killer in this movie uses a lot of firepower mostly he has like a flamethrower and things like that and rather than it be based on the original movie and a retelling of that story, it's a retelling of a massacre that happened many years ago. Um, it's called the Covina Massacre, where this person came to a holiday party of his ex-wife and just killed everyone there. He even shot an eight-year-old girl in the face, and he burned the whole house down, killing almost everyone there. He killed about nine people and injured a lot more before he offed himself. And this movie was basically based on that guy and that night because there are scenes with flamethrowers. There's a lot of crazy kills, a lot of crazy kills in this movie. This movie was batshit insane. But I found it a little offensive because I felt like it was too on the nose based on this kill, on this massacre and stuff like that. You, you know, a lot of horror movies, they do base their things on reality. Like Nightmare on Elm Street is based on an actual child who died in his sleep and during the days practically weeks before he died he was saying that he was having these nightmares and very scary nightmares and then boom he died and Wes Craven heard about the story and he based this movie off of that we know Texas Chainsaw and Psycho are loosely based off Ed Gein and things like that but they're it's enough of their own story like it, they're just taking the concept of what they read about or heard about and made these movies you know this movie in particular just gave no fucks it came out fairly soon after the massacre and gave no fucks about kind of almost recreating those kills that originally happened so i found this it's not offensive really but i just found it a little like i said slightly offensive but more like bad taste i found this movie to be very bad taste it has malcolm mcdowell in it just writing that post halloween remake fame that he got his resurgence in not only the halloween remakes but also his role in the show heroes that was out that he was in a couple years before that so it's cool to see malcolm mcdowell in this movie but other than that it's just horrible movie i would never recommend that you watch this movie if anything i would recommend watch the original silent night deadly night Watch Christmas Evil, 
watch Santa Slay, and then move on from there. Go watch Black Christmas. Go watch the recent Krampus movie that came out to theaters a couple years ago. That was actually pretty damn good. Watch Gremlins because to this day, I think Gremlins is the best Christmas horror movie. I know it's a horror comedy, but it's still scary as fuck. The, the concept of Gremlins terrifies me. You got these little cute Furbies that you have to be absolutely careful with or else they are going to wreck your whole entire shit. And it's just great. I love Gremlins. Both the first one and the second one. But the first one, I find it utterly terrifying as well as hilarious. And if you don't think that, that's fine. You must be on the same boat with people who say that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And that's okay to be on that boat. I'm on the boat where Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And Gremlins is a Christmas horror movie. And probably the best Christmas horror movie. Even though it's also a horror comedy. But yeah, those are the Santa Claus, those are the killer Santa Claus movies I watch. Those are probably the only killer Santa Claus movies worth mentioning. There are tons of these. They're all over the place on the internet. You can watch them. But the majority of them just suck. And it's just such a waste of valuable time. But I hope I gave you guys something to ponder during the holidays to watch. Let's move on to some reader mail. First question comes from Simone. Simone asks, hey noodles. Who do you think are the scariest cannonballs to be trapped with? Guys from Texas Chainsaw Massacre or the ones from the Hill Have Eyes? Well, Simone, I'm going to say, well, to answer your question, I will say Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but the Michael Bay version of the family. I feel like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre family, I can pretty much outsmart them and get the fuck out of any situation. They're stupid. They're, they're very, very easily manipulated. You can... The person who they kidnap always finds a way to trick them. So, fuck them. So, I'm going to say the Michael Bay produced Texas Chainsaw family. Fucking terrifying. You will never get out of there. But, to take this a little bit further, I'm going to honestly say that the Cannibal family from Wrong Turn, the Wrong Turn franchise, probably takes the cake. They are scary as fuck, these individuals. They will wreck your whole shit. I love them. If you've never seen the first wrong turn or the second wrong turn, which was straight to DVD, but still awesome, go watch it. Really good movies, especially the first one. Elijah Dusku is in that movie. Elijah Dusku is one of the most beautiful women on the planet. I love her and everything she does. I am a huge fan of hers. So just for that reason alone, it's a great movie. But no, overall, it really is a good movie. Thank you for your question, Simone. On to the next one which comes from Eric, and this is Eric with a C, so it's not my good friend, Eric with a K. Eric with a C asks, what's scarier to you, jump scares or tension? Hmm, you see, both these things go hand in hand. If there's a lot of good tension, then a properly placed jump scare is going to scare the shit out of you. It's going to grab you. There are some really good jump scares because of tension built before it even in movies that i fucking hate like i don't like the original ring well i'm sorry i don't like the original american ring i like ringu you know from japan i thought that movie was scary as shit but you see the ring has a very tense moment and the jump scare behind naomi watts yeah naomi watts character where that guy's just standing there and shit that jump scare freaked me out because there was already a lot of tension in the scene going on at the time i think tension is more important than jump scares because you can't have an effective jump scare without tension. So it's not that one is scarier than the other. 
but one can't live without the other while the other can live without that one. You know, you can have tension without jump scares, but you can't really have a good effective jump scare without some really good tension. Next question comes from Julius and Julius asks, what weapon do you think will make you invincible in any horror movie situation? Hmm. I like that one. It would have to be something on the level of a vaporizer because guns don't work on anything. You can't shoot a gun. I mean, I'm sorry. You can't. Sh yeah, you can't shoot a gun at a Michael Myers or a Jason. You're just going to keep coming. They walk right through your bullets like they don't give a fuck. They don't even stop anymore when you point a gun at them. They just keep walking. So but if you vaporize those motherfuckers, they're done for good now. But will that work on a ghost though? What if I had like a bomb? You know, something like that. Will that work on a ghost? I need something that could kill everything. So, instead of a vaporizer, how about like a dimension gun? Like some type of gun that if I shoot it at you, it will transport you to another dimension. Like how the hell are you going to come back and get me if I put you in another dimension? So, I'm going to go for either a vaporizer if I'm going against something physical or a dimension gun if I'm going against anything in general because that will pretty much just keep me safe forever. Anything comes after me, I'll just warp them to another dimension, probably somewhere that's constantly full of lava and just bad, unbreathable air and shit, so nothing can come after me, you know? But yeah, thanks for your questions, guys. Love, keep them coming. We'll read some more next week. Now let's get this show over with. So yeah, guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode talking about some killer Santa movies. I hope one of the good ones makes it to your library and you enjoy it and you can thank me for that later. Remember to catch me on Twitter. That's at CassNoodle. Again, that's at CassNoodle. And catch me at, at my Gmail, scarednoodlecast at gmail.com. Next week, we're going to be talking about unused scripts in both Friday the 13th and Halloween. Something that I really want to... Have a nice little discussion about a couple scripts. We've just got a good Halloween movie. We haven't gotten a good Friday the 13th. Well, I'm sorry. We haven't gotten a Friday the 13th movie, period, in a long time, which sucks because the last movie is practically the best Friday the 13th movie of all time. So it sucks because there are a few scripts out there, one of them in particular that's really, really good. So we're going to talk about unused scripts, mainly in Friday the 13th and Halloween. That's what I'm thinking right now. If I find something really good based on something else, then I'm definitely going to talk about that as well. So look forward to that because I do. I do. I'm loving reading these scripts right now. Thank you guys always for listening to this episode, the previous episode. Like I said, this train is still rolling nonstop. Love you guys. And as always, I look forward to talking scary with you soon on the Scared Noodle Podcast.